0: The rivalry is back on. 1% better every day and 1-0. And the set is the quarterback lined up
1: behind center, takes a snap, going for a home run deep downfield, looking for T.Y. Hilton. Hilton makes the catch! He's in the 10-5! Stumbles in the end zone! Touchdown! Colts coming with pressure off the edge. Kenny Moore!
0: gets to Deshaun Watson. That's a sack for Kenny Moore. Kenny has a pick and now a sack in the game.
1: Horseshoe is back, baby. The
0: Horseshoe is back. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Bring the Juice podcast. I'm your co-host, Derek Larger, and with me as always is Cody. Cody, how you doing, man?
1: Hey, I'm doing good, man. It's beautiful out. Uh, It's March now, which means that free agency um, is happening this month, which is super exciting. And um, just a good day, man, on, you know, from a football perspective, obviously the Combine um, just wrapped up this past weekend. And also just on a personal level, it seems like things in terms of the job are kind of picking up now. And so, man, I'm excited. I'm excited for, you know, the month of March. I'm excited for, you know, just football to be back and kind of now the Lull of uh, the NFL offseason is kind of over for a while, and uh, I'm excited, man. Free agency is very, very close. Uh, obviously, it's coming up very, very soon. So, uh, man, I'm really excited. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing pretty good. You know, uh, feeling pretty good. I can't complain. Like you said, weather's really nice. It was about 63 degrees here today where I was at, and nice and sunny. Got out and enjoyed the nice weather. is really nice. I am ready. For the month of March, like you said, it is free agency time coming up here shortly, here in about, what is it, another week and a half, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, trade rumors and free agent rumors are building up, which we are certainly going to talk about today, along with a few other things. First off, before we get into anything else, I just want to say personally for myself, and I know Cody will say something here in a second, Uh, I wanted to say thank you all so much to all those who are subscribing to our YouTube channel and all those who are following us on Twitter and all other places. We really appreciate all the support you guys give us. I mean, we do this for fun, uh, and it's great to make content like this for the Colts and for uh, the entertainment for all of you. We really do appreciate every single one of you who takes the little time out of your day to listen to us and hear our insight and again we really appreciate it uh cody it's got to be really cool knowing we're up to a, almost a thousand subscribers absolutely man it's been absolutely wild man whenever i
1: started this channel so i started this channel i believe it was january 2019 i started this channel um started you know i believe it was after the colt's first uh wild card win uh, against the texans i i Uploaded a podcast for the first time on the YouTube channel, and people who you know first started subscribing can obviously tell that I had no idea what I was doing. Um, was you know just kind of figuring stuff out as I went, and that's kind of how it went throughout 2019, um, trying to figure out a lot of things about the whole podcasting world because I just really didn't have a lot of experience, um, especially working with YouTube, and so. It's, uh, it's been definitely a great journey, man, um, and obviously, Derek, you came on um, last year, and it's just been fantastic, just the journey of watching this thing continually build and continually—it's kind of like a continuous climb, man, of just watching— you know the support kind of keep on coming and keep on coming, and more people subscribing and people just leaving great comments um, it's truly just been fantastic man it's been such a blessing, I know Derek, we can both say um, we've been tremendously blessed by the support that we've received from you guys. Um, we can 't thank you enough just for what you guys have done for us and how you've ex- how you've really inspired us um, to continue to Want to produce content to continue to want to talk about the Colts and really just respecting our opinion. Um, and if you didn't agree with what uh, what we said, um, just you know, obviously you, you don't have to agree with everything that we say. But you know, just being kind about it, we really just really appreciate that. Uh, it's crazy, man. I think you said, Derek, we're at nine hundred fifty-three subscribers. So now we're under fifty till a thousand which is a tremendous goal and a goal that, you know, we talked about Derek before a goal that we've, you know, we, we've, we've aspired to achieve and uh, you know, but it's one thing when you aspire to achieve something and it's another thing when you're kind of on the doorstep, of that achievement and so it's just been tremendous just thank you guys so much Um, from the bottom of our hearts it means so much that you guys would choose to support us and listen to our podcast and give your input on how we can get better and and topics that we can discuss it's truly just a blessing
0: yep absolutely and to think of where it was when i first started i can't even remember how many subscribers it was when i first started i think we were just short of 700 so just to see where this thing was half a year ago up until now. It's really cool to see. So thank you guys again so much. We really appreciate it. Let's get into some Colts content here. And before we get into our topics, it was reported today at on March 4th that uh, longtime NFL safety Mike Adams, who is a former safety for the Indianapolis Colts during the Ryan Grigson era, is officially ending his NFL career. He is retiring. He is calling it quits. He said it this morning on Good Morning Football, and uh, he's certainly one of those guys that, you know, was a bright spot on that. He was one of the few bright spots on that defense that we had during the Grigson era. I hate bringing that up just because he's one of the few players that Grigson brought in that actually, you know, really contributed for this team. He definitely got a lot of turnovers he made the games pretty interesting and a, a lot of more exciting at times uh Cody did, did you ever have a, a cool Mike Adams moment or what did you uh what are you thinking now that Mike Adams is officially calling it quits
1: Yeah, and shout-out to Mike Adams on a great 16-year career. Uh, Was with the Colts for two years from 2014 to 2016. Initially signed as kind of a camp body, didn't really have a lot of expectations when he was signed there in 2014. Uh, But he did a lot of great things for the Colts. He turned out to be one of the really good finds in the Ryan Grigson era, um going back to that era man that was a time when especially on defense the colts didn't force a lot of turnovers and mike adams was one of those players who was the exception he forced a lot of turnovers when he was with the colts uh he did a lot of good things for the colts he was definitely one of those guys that um you you love to root for a guy that you certainly can't root against and can't hate uh was has been around the league for a long time has played a lot of snaps in the nfl and you love to see those guys um just retire on their own terms and And just, you know, hopefully has a great, you know, rest of his life. Um, He's 38 years old, so, uh, you know, he can hopefully can spend a lot of time with his kids um, and with his family and can just do a lot of things and enjoy in retirement. As far as memories I have for uh, with Mike Adams. So one of my buddies is a Patriots fan, and so him and I, um, we've had this rivalry ever since middle school. Um, he obviously being a big Tom Brady guy, me, me, me being a big Peyton Manning guy. We've always had debates uh, and stuff like that on who was the be- better quarterback and stuff like that. Um, but you know, when we got into college, we decided that we were going to try to go to Colton and Patriots games. Um, and there was a couple years there when uh, the Patriots came to Lucas Oil Stadium, and. Uh, and so we, we decided to go to both of those games. I believe it was like two years in a row there. Um, so I was, yes, I was present for the worst play ever, <laughs> ever constructed and ever executed. Um, obviously, when when Colt Anderson snapped the ball to Griff Whalen and everybody was super confused and that's been notorious for being called one of, if not the worst play of all time in NFL history. I was present for that. Um, obviously, it's not something that I tell a lot of people because of how awful that was, but. I remember one of those games. I don't know if it was that game or if it was another game, but I remember that this game was pretty close. Um, And I believe it was probably the same game. And I remember early in the game, Mike Adams picks off Tom Brady, um, goes for a touchdown. So a pick six. And my buddy was a Patriots fan. He probably wouldn't admit it now, but I could tell he was getting a little bit nervous because, you know, this was the first time the Colts were actually seemingly competing with the Patriots at that time. Now, obviously, that play happened later on in the game and the Colts went on to lose that game. And so, um, you know, it's all whatever now but you know i I remember that i remember mike adams making that play uh getting the colts really back into that game for a while there uh just you know he every time he was was on the field he seemed like he made plays and uh super happy for him and super happy for him in the next stage of his life so um yeah thanks mike adams for 16 great years in the nfl and we wish you only the best man
0: yep absolutely like you mentioned uh pig six from off of tom brady that was one of the moment favorite moments of mine but certainly like i said a bright spot for this defense and we do wish mike adams a very uh luxurious career outside of the nfl he actually said he wants to try to get into a front office slash gm role so that's Mm -hmm. cool uh good luck to you man Uh, we're all rooting for you here in indianapolis all right on to our first topic of the day We're going to go through some of these uh, free agent quarterbacks that we have uh, set here. Obviously, we're going to talk more about free agents here in the next coming weeks. And we're going to have a few more things to talk about. But I just, with all the quarterbacks that are being mentioned towards Indianapolis, it seems like everyone that has the possibility of being traded or put on the uh, free agent block, they're all tied to the Indianapolis Colts somehow, some way. So we're going to kind of go through all these quarterbacks and we're going to give you a quick saying of whether we would take that quarterback or not take that quarterback and then give our reason why. So first name for you, Cody is Tom Brady. What are you thinking?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like if I say anything less than no, probably a lot of people are going to unsubscribe from this podcast, probably coming to find me, try to beat me up, whatever what have you. But Um, No, from a serious standpoint if I'm not biased here you know let's be real Tom Brady is probably the greatest quarterback of all time and you know coming from a guy um, who's a Peyton Manning fan through and through that's hard to say and hard to admit but I mean longevity is key here and and Tom Brady has been in the league for so long now Uh, he's obviously won the most Super Bowls of any quarterback ever Uh, he's you know, just been a tremendous player throughout his career. Yeah, he kind of had a down year last year, but I mean, his teams have consistently been in the playoffs um, with him under center, and he's just a tremendous player. Uh, greatest of all time, certainly go to Tom Brady. And, uh, you know, I, it, it's hard for me to admit that, but, you know, I, I certainly would not be opposed. I think it would be kind of silly um, for me to let me get my fandom as a Colts fan in my disdain of Tom Brady over the years, kind of get in the way of making a clear judgment here. And let's be real. Tom Brady didn't have a great 2019, uh, but you kind of look at some of the players around him, some of the supporting cast that he, I guess, lack of supporting cast that he had in new England that can certainly factor into it. But I mean, the guy is, you know, the greatest of all time. And, And let's just be completely honest. Like it would be silly to say no to the greatest of all time. Now I know that he's not, you know necessarily the player he was five years ago or what have you um but you know i would say yes but I'll, i would also throw in the caveat i think you got to address the quarterback position pretty early if you do bring in a quarterback like that and then you know i also um feel like that with you know some of the other quarterbacks that we're going to talk about you you should probably draft a quarterback. Um, in the first couple rounds if you do sign a veteran quarterback like that so that's probably what I would say for Tom Brady I would probably would go yes outside of my bias but I know a lot of Colts fans and probably a lot of people in the comments are going to say absolutely not to Tom Brady because he tormented us over all those years and over really like the last decade so um, but I would say yes from a you know objective opinion that's probably my take on it
0: Yeah, and Tom Brady actually just was on a uh, live chat with Dana White because Dana White was trying to convince him to go to the Las Vegas Raiders. And it's being reported that Brady told him that uh, he doesn't know what the future holds. And he actually had a phone call with Bill Belichick the other day about coming back to the Patriots. But I'm being told that the phone call didn't go very well. So, there's looking more and more like the possibility Tom Brady's not going to show back up to the Patriots. And with that, like you mentioned, it's kind of the same caveat as Rivers. You have the situation where you're signing an older quarterback. You're going to probably give him a one or two year deal. You wouldn't have to give him a whole lot. And it's a good situation for him to walk into and for us to walk into because you're still going to draft a quarterback, most likely on top of that because you know what's going to come with it so it, it's definitely a good option i mean it's a good option given what the circumstances we have so speaking of uh tom brady let's go ahead and move to philip rivers which if anybody had watched the combine that's literally all anyone can ever talk about at the combine when it came to the franchise quarterbacks that Philip rivers and the Colts is pretty much a done deal at this point, folks. That's what they were saying. Like it's done deal. They're just waiting till free agency starts. And that's going to be one of the first things you see. I don't know about that. What do you think, Cody?
1: Yeah, Derek for this one, I'd probably be slightly less on board for rivers. Um, simply because I feel like his play greatly declined even more than Tom Brady in 2019. Um, but you do, you know, and this is kind of a plug. If you guys haven't listened to our other podcast we did a couple weeks ago, kind of talking about should the Colts sign Philip Rivers, you should go definitely check that out. But, um, you know, you know, for me, I kind of look at Philip Rivers um, and, you know, I kind of look at take away the touchdown interceptions ratio, which is a huge factor. But take that away for a second. I mean, Philip Rivers, from a passing yard standpoint was one of the top quarterbacks in the league. And the chargers had one of the top passing attacks in the league. Now where people kind of get, you know, kind of iffy and, and, and absolute, and some people have strong no opinions on it is the interceptions and the turnovers. And that is certainly something that the Colts will have to consider if they do indeed, and they've been tied to Phillip rivers in so many different rumors, but if they indeed decide to pull the trigger that way, I think that's something you have to consider. Um, but, you know, obviously there's there's a connection with Frank Reich and Nick Sirianni. Obviously, the, you know Sirianni was his quarterback's coach. Frank Reich was his offensive coordinator with the Chargers a few years ago. And so there's that connection there. So that makes sense. But, you know, going back to what I said with Tom Brady, I think you've got to draft the guy pretty early um, because if you sign Rivers, it's probably going to be for a one- to two-year deal, um, at most a two-year deal. And so I, I certainly think – that you know, I still would be on board if the Colts signed Rivers, but you know he's not going to be a guy that's going to be your franchise quarterback for the next five to ten years. I mean, he's getting up there in age; his play has declined, and so I would I would probably say yes, still um, a little bit more hesitant than if the Colts signed Tom Brady, but um, I, I definitely think you have to address a quarterback no matter which route you go, whether it's Brady or Rivers.
0: Yeah, I mean, I feel the exact same way. It's kind of, it's basically the same situation you have with when you're talking about um, just with Tom Brady. You know, it's another guy that you think is an upgrade from Jacoby Brissett. And then you're just going to go ahead and say, we're going to give you the short term deal so you can help usher in this new level of guy that we have. So, that's basically all I got left for Philip Rivers. I, at this point, again, like like we've been saying, folks, it's not like any of this is set in stone. Uh, we're, <laughs> we're just obviously giving potential spots for everybody because at this point the rumors are crazy. Here's one that's crazy, and it was something I tweeted out a few days ago, and this tweet eventually lead, led to this segment pretty much happening. Uh, I mentioned how the Colts, the Bears, and the Patriots are the three biggest teams that reportedly have interest in trading for Andy Dalton. So I decided to put that tweet out there. I got probably 50 different comments from you guys, which is I think might be the most interactive comment or most interactive tweet I've ever posted on Twitter by myself. And you guys, the majority of you, Uh, gave the same exact answer of no, even though there was a few minority of people who said that they were open to the idea of it. Uh, Cody, you definitely had a strong take on this matter. Uh, Why don't you go ahead and tell us what you're thinking with this one?
1: No, no, no. And again, I'll say it. No, I don't think the Colts should be anywhere near Andy Dalton. I don't think that they should even consider Andy Dalton. I have a few reasons for this. I have actually a lot of reasons for this, but I'm just going to talk about a few of them here. Um, first off, is that th- you're probably going to have to trade something for Andy Dalton at this point. It looks like the Bengals are wanting to trade him. Now, if he became a free agent and the Bengals released him, I might be a little bit more like, okay, you could kind of kick the tires there. But if you have to trade for him, I'm not giving up any draft capital for Andy Dalton, who has been a mediocre quarterback at best. Um, He's had some good supporting casts around him, um, and he really has not done a lot with it. I mean, he's had some playoff teams around him. And how many playoff appearances, I guess, how many playoff wins has he had? Yeah, zero. He's had none. No playoff wins with probably, honestly, you could argue some teams that if they had a better quarterback could have made a deep run in the playoffs. But Andy Dalton's always been mediocre to me. Um, I don't think he's much of an upgrade over Jacoby Brissett. Honestly, Um, I think he, yeah, he, he's 32 years old, which is another factor. He's up there in age. And I'm just not about that, um, especially for a guy who's never really proven that he has been elite, um, at least with Brady and rivers at some point in their career, they've been considered one of the top quarterbacks in the league. Andy Dalton's always been a middle quarterback to me. i um, always been, uh, a, you know, an average to below average starter for me. Um, he's had a few good seasons in his career, but I mean, he's had AJ green for the majority of his career. Uh, last year he had a good supporting cast in terms of receivers. Um, with Tyler Boyd and some of those guys and Joe Mixon and um, just has not done a lot. So I would I would say no to Andy Dalton for those reasons. Um, but, you know, some people might disagree, um, and I can definitely hear them out. I'm not going to, you know, <laughs> berate anybody if they disagree with me and say they would like to see Andy Dalton in a Colts uniform. But for me personally, Derek, I, I say absolutely not.
0: Um, I'm I was of the same mindset as most people saying that you know I would prefer not to have that happen because ultimately if you're going to get an Andy Dalton, you're most likely going to end up giving him a larger contract to keep him around because you know of the simple fact that he's a younger guy and all these other things. Uh, I would say no i would just say of all the quarterbacks some of the quarterbacks that we're talking about here you know i think that it's honestly not that the worst idea that i've ever seen to bring in andy dalton i certainly think there's a lot worse guys we could bring in uh one of the guys that i'm going to be mentioning here in a minute but uh andy dalton to the Colts. I just don't necessarily think that's great. Just since it's not like he's a veteran quarterback, we're going to have to give him more of a a longer extension, which I'm not of the thought of doing that right now. I actually just looked it up and Andy Dalton is 32
1: years old. Wow. That's crazy.
0: Yeah. I mean, he's 32, but it's like, you know, at this day and age, I'm sure he's got probably another four or five years left in him. And, you know, it's kind of one of those things that prefer to have a guy who's a little bit it, it, who's only going to be around for a year or two to just kind of help yeah. whatever quarterback we decide to bring in. I would think here is a guy that I am extremely opposed to getting uh, for a couple reasons. reasons. Uh, Nick falls is the other one. And uh, mm-hmm. I think that uh, it, it was funny. It was, this was brought up on get up the other day about whether or not the Eagles should reconsider bringing him back which that was the dumbest take I've ever heard in a, a long time. But, you know, you can go watch that for yourself. I've tweeted about it. So Nick Foles, who's already in the midst of a, uh, and only went through his first year of his five-year, 90-something million-dollar contract that he had. Um, what do what you think in here, Cody? Is Nick Foles a good idea?
1: No, he's not at all, Derek. Um, and I have a lot of reasons for this as well. Um, the first one is the contract um, obviously you know he got paid last year in free agency. I believe it was let me look it up real fast. yeah, it was an eighty eight it was four years for eighty eight million dollars. that's absolutely crazy he's only in year one of that and so, Uh, certainly would not and also you know it looks like the Jaguars would want to get some draft capital I'm I'm not about sending any draft capital to your AFC South rivals certainly not and and, you know you just look at kind of Nick Foles career outside of really a couple years and especially that playoff run there with the Eagles he's been nothing special And, and I would certainly not first off trade draft capital and second off absorb that contract which would impact obviously your cap space and what you do there and it would severely handicap you there Uh, i would not do that i would be really opposed to bringing in a guy like Foles. it really doesn't make any logical sense for me to do that unless you're getting picks back from the jaguars to absorb that contract that's the only way i could maybe be coerced into kind of considering it but i mean overall man it's a hard pass for me hard no
0: Okay, and then here's two quarterbacks I'm going to try and go through. I got three more here, but I'm going to put two of them in the same category here. So if you had to trade for one of these two, which one are you trading for? Jameis Winston or Teddy Bridgewater? I think actually Teddy Bridgewater is a free agent, if I'm not mistaken. Um, it, well, I thought they said they were going to try and re-sign him. Uh, I didn't oh, know. Really? If, uh, yeah, I thought they were going to try to re-sign him because I think what they're going to do is, is that they want to uh, – I think with Drew Brees only confirming he's going to come back for another year, I think they might try to keep him around. That makes sense. I don't know. Which one would you prefer to have Winston or Bridgewater? I mean, at this point in time, well, if you're making me
1: choose probably Bridgewater, Uh, I think that he's certainly shown more to me than Winston. And you know, while Winston has shown some flashes I just think that, you know, Teddy Bridgewater offers you a more reliable option. Um, he's not going to turn the ball over as much as Winston. I mean, Winston had the 30 for 30 this year He threw 30 interceptions, which is absolutely crazy. And he did it with like the top two of the top 10 wide receivers in the league. It's absolutely crazy. I don't know how he did that but uh i certainly would go teddy bridgewater i think you know he's shown that he's a good leader as a quarterback um he's shown that when he's called upon he can certainly uh deliver in those moments he did that with the saints um he, he led the vikings obviously before that injury to the playoffs and uh, if so if i'm having to choose i would probably go bridgewater over winston because i think i've seen more consistency out of bridgewater and I think that's ultimately what the Colts need. And, um, but, you know, you can make the argument that, okay, Winston, yeah, he has a lot of yards. Um, he gets the ball. You know, the Colts saw that when they, when they faced the Buccaneers this last season. Uh, when Jameis Winston's on, he's on. But when he's off, he's really off. And so that's just something that the Colts would have to consider, if they even considered Jameis Winston at all. But, yeah, for me, I'd probably stick with Teddy Bridgewater.
0: All right, and we got one more, and that is the only quarterbacks that I can think of at the moment, but I know that's a lot of them, but Derek Carr, the other one from the Las Vegas now Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, I've seen a lot of people kind of throw mid-ground here on this pick. I've seen a lot of people say no, but I'm I'm interested. I don't know if I've heard you talk about it, Cody. I want to hear you explain to me why Derek Carr may or may not be a decent option.
1: Yeah, I think he's definitely a decent option. I mean, I kind of look at Derek Carr's career to this point, and you know, I see some flashes of you know some some really good things that I like and I, that I've seen from Derek Carr. And so, uh, and, and I don't know if you remember a couple of years ago, um, Derek Carr was arguably before he got injured, ironically against the Colts. Trent Cole broke his, I believe, he broke his leg. Uh, But and basically ruined the Raiders playoff chances at that point. But, you know, that year, I I would argue to say if he played all 16 games, Derek Carr's probably if not the MVP, he's probably in that MVP MVP conversation. Um, He's certainly probably one of the top picks for MVP that year. Um, But, you know, he's kind of had, you know, some hot and cold seasons. Um, He's not he hasn't been spectacular, but he certainly hasn't been bad. I uh, Kind of look, looking at his stats right now, I mean, last year he threw for over 4,000 yards. Uh, he, you know, he's not a major turnover machine, which that is something, Derek, that I think, you know, with Jameis Winston, with Phillip Rivers, yeah, they're guys that can push the ball down the field, but they turn the ball over exponentially more than a guy like Derek Carr would. And also, you know, it'd be interesting to see um, just him and Frank Reich's system, him kind of you know out of Oakland or Las Vegas now I guess it is and in a new system kind of a change of scenery for Derek Carr with an offensive minded head coach who was a quarterback um you know years ago a uh, guy that he kind of speaks his language um and let's be real the last couple of years the Raiders have really not been a good team at all and uh, Derek Carr's consistently been pretty decent for him um I don't think he's the best option in the world I would still go probably team quarterback but I think you know out of all of these choices, if I'm trading for somebody, it would probably be Derek Carr. Um, and again, it all hinges on what the Raiders value Derek Carr. It all depends on, you know, is that Raiders asking price too rich for Chris Ballard's blood or no? Uh, it, it just really hinges on that, I think. And, uh, but, you know, certainly if the price is right, I would be all in for Derek Carr. I think he's proven that uh, you know he's a competent quarterback and I think that that, that's what the Colts lacked last year is a competent quarterback and again you can make excuses after excuses Uh, but you know I think overall Derek Carr's proved that he's a pretty good quarterback Um, he's had a lot of years where his quarterback rating has been over 90 last year was his best year it was over 100 and so uh, yeah I certainly would be okay with bringing in Derek Carr for the right price Derek
0: I agree with you all right, so now we're gonna move on from that to uh some other comments made by Darius Leonard earlier this week. Uh he was asked about Jacoby Brissett and about the quarterback battle happening in the uh in Indianapolis right now. And Darius Leonard obviously went and stated that he believes that Jacoby Brissett is the starter, he is QB1. Uh, No issues there at all. He's going to come into next season, be the QB number one, and nobody's going to take that from him. Uh, And then, obviously, some of Colt's Twitter uh, didn't like that response. Um, (laughs) uh, So I even saw some people saying that it was a terrible interview by Darius Leonard to even suggest such a thing. Um, (laughs) So, folks, this is what happens – when you get to a professional league, you are not supposed to throw your teammates under the bus. This is what happens. Jacoby Brissett, right at this moment, is the QB number one. Whether or not we draft a quarterback a month and a half from now, that's irrelevant Cause that's not Darius Leonard's job to know that that's not Jacoby Brissett's job to know that that's not our job to know that that's what Chris Ballard is thinking about. And right now at this moment in time, Darius Leonard is stating that he has full confidence in Jacoby Brissett going forward. Even if he doesn't firmly believe that, what is he supposed to do? Is he supposed to throw Jacoby Brissett under the bus Say, oh yeah, you know Jacoby Brissett, he had a decent year. You know we we didn't necessarily uh, advance very well. You know he certainly won Andrew Luck, and you know and uh, and we, who knows if we'll get another guy in uh, in the draft. You know it's just all this and that. No, he's not supposed to do that. That's your star linebacker. He's on the other side of the field. He doesn't get to talk about Jacoby Brissett, and he doesn't have to. He's supposed to say, yeah, th- that's my dude. You know what? We're Right now, at this moment, he's QB number one. I'm happy for him. Whatever happens, happens. But you know, I'm, I'm fully confident in Jacoby Brissett going forward. Because if he doesn't say that, then automatically he starts a rift in the locker room. That is what happens when. That's what happens when you fall into the pitfalls of what the media is trying to do. That's what happens when you fall into that trap. Is that locker room then starts to become divided because when your best player in Darius Leonard is saying, I don't really have as much confidence in Jacoby Brissett as some people think, then everybody starts questioning Jacoby Brissett. And if Jacoby Brissett is indeed our starter for next year, what do you think that does to the mentality of a Jacoby Brissett? You think it helps? No, it doesn't this Darius Leonard did exactly what I would have expected him to do. Stick up for his guy. That's what you need to do because ultimately this is about the locker room. This is about Indianapolis. Like I said before, Chris Ballard, Jim Ursay, and Frank Reich are the ones to make the decision about whether or not Jacoby Brissett is going to be quarterback one or they're going to go a different direction. Darius Leonard has no input on it. So right now at this moment in time, That is his guy. He has firm confidence. That's my rant. That's what I made of Darius Leonard's comments. Cody, what are you thinking?
1: Yeah, Derek, I think you hit it out of the park, man. You did a fantastic job there. I don't need to rehash a lot of the stuff that you talked about. Uh, But, you know, I agree with you, man. I, I think that overall, man, what else can Darius Leonard say at that point? You know, when you, one thing that, I've noticed as I've kind of listened to different, you know, just listen to the media in general is a lot of times they'll ask questions to players and to even coaches like I've heard multiple times. Frank Reich or or Chris Ballard be asked a question like, for instance, this offseason about Philip Rivers, you know, a guy that they obviously cannot talk about yet. But, you know, they ask the questions and I think a lot of time it's like. You're trying to get a sound bit. You're trying to get something, some bit of information out of them, and obviously they can't do it. And I think this was the same thing with Darius Leonard. Like, that question was such a dumb question. (laughs) Let's be real. That was a really dumb question to ask a guy who's on the other side of the field on Sundays a question about the quarterback. I mean, what else is he he supposed to say? I mean, what does he say? Oh, Jacoby Reset was not that great. I think we should upgrade, like— I hate to break it to you folks, but Darius Leonard's not making decisions um, that affect this quarterback position. He's not making decisions. He's a linebacker. You know, he was drafted by the guy who is making decisions. And so Darius Leonard, as a leader of that defense, a guy that Chris Ballard specifically picked out because of his character, said the right thing. He did the only thing that he could say, and that support his guy. And I have absolutely no issue with what Darius Leonard said at all. Because that just shows, you know, that you support your guy, regardless of if Jacoby Brissett's starting week one of the 2020 season or not, Darius Leonard did exactly what he was supposed to do now because the facts are real. Like Jacoby Brissett is the starting quarterback of the Colts at this current moment. And what else is Darius Leonard supposed to say? It was kind of like a pigeonhole, trying to pigeonhole Darius Leonard into saying something that they could bring in, push a narrative. Oh, Darius Leonard does not support Jacoby Brissett. Like that's what they were trying to get. That's the kind of angle they were trying to get there. And so, what else is Darius Leonard supposed to say? And I totally, you know, am fine with what he said. Honestly, I have no issue with what Darius Leonard said. He's supporting his guy. He's doing exactly what he was drafted to do, be a captain, um, you know, be a good locker room guy. Because if Darius Leonard says anything else than what he says, somebody in the media is probably going to take that and it's probably going to run with it because it gets clicks. I mean, that's really what it's about at this point. And so Darius Leonard, you did a great job, man. You supported your guy. That's exactly what you're supposed to do. And bringing it back to another guy who was a tremendous locker room guy, you know, bring it back to Andrew Luck. You know, back even when things weren't great, we knew things weren't great. I mean, we knew that the coach was probably going to be fired. He was on the hot seat. The GM was a disaster. We knew that. But what did Andrew Luck do whenever they lost a game? He took it upon himself, right? He took it upon his shoulder. He said, well, I should have been better here. I should have been better there. And he credited guys when they did good things. Like, you can rarely, if you go back and listen to Andrew Luck's press conferences, I bet you will not really find anything about Andrew Luck talking about what he did unless it's something that he didn't do well or he felt like he didn't do well. That's just the type of player that Andrew Luck was. He was one of the best players to have in, his lo- in the locker room because he was a guy that was a great locker room guy. He was never going to be a guy that was going to throw his coach under the bus, throw his GM under the bus, throw his offensive line under the bus, throw his receivers. He was not going to do that. He was going to shut up and he was going to do his job and he was going to be the face of the franchise. And he was going to be a guy that supported all of his guys no matter what happened. Even when things obviously were not going well, he was going to support his guys no matter what. And that's what Darius Slender's doing here. He supported his guys no matter what, no matter if Jacoby Brissett's the starting quarterback, you know, come week one he supports his guy and I can absolutely respect that shout out to Darius Leonard for not falling into that media trap and, you know, kind of learning how to handle those obvious, obvious loaded questions. And knowing you know the right way to answer them, so that it's not something where it creates now a rift in the locker room, and you have other issues going on. So, shout out to Darius Leonard there. You said the right things, you did the right things, and Colts fans should have no issue with that. Derek, I would honestly have more issue if Darius Leonard came out and said I don't support Jacoby Brissett, because then you got a whole other thing. And you know what happens if if Jacoby Brissett happens to be the starter. In 2020, what happens then? It creates lot rifts in the locker room, and Chris Ballard has obviously emphasized how important that locker room is. And so, Darius Leonard did the right thing, in my mind. I have absolutely no issue with it whatsoever.
0: Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned uh Andrew Luck. I when I was on the uh when I was on the cruise for the Buckeye cruise for cancer, uh, a couple of Buckeyes that were former Colts players. Uh we had Jack Muhort, uh Boom Heron, and you also had obviously Paris Campbell there. I walked up to a table for an autograph signing and I asked uh Jack, uh I asked him, so I know this was a random question, but I asked him, I said, so since you played with Andrew Luck, obviously, uh is he as big of a nerd on in real life as what people always say with you know on tv and everything and him and boom heron both had the same responses saying how uh he acts like that for the cameras but when he's like behind closed doors and everything else he's actually like a really cool dude uh they actually say that's what his personality is like when he's behind closed doors but obviously when the camera turns on he Definitely switches it on and off. It's kind of like a, kind of like a disorder or something. He just switches from one guy to another when he's got cameras on him. All right, and the next topic we have here, and it's our last one that we're going to talk about today. Uh, I did a poll recently on Twitter. Uh, I think it was before the weekend started, uh, before the combine even started, and I was wondering what people were thinking. So I asked everybody. What would your anger level be if Ballard did not take a quarterback in the first round this year's draft? What would your anger level be towards Chris Ballard? So let me know what you think down in the comments. I kind of would like to know that, kind of like to know what our followers are thinking. Um, So your options were uh, I'd be okay with whoever he gets. There is I'm indifferent. So don't really know whether or not you'd be angry or not. Just kind of need to see what happens. And then there's angry. And then there was the fire him option. Now, of the people that I uh, asked on Twitter, I got 150 of you to uh, talk to me about it. And 55% of you said that you'd be okay with whoever he gets. And 26% of you said, uh, yeah, that you'd be indifferent or 27%, I think. And then 16% of you said that you'd be very angry at him. And then 5% of you or 3% of you said that you would fire him. Uh, I think Cody and I are both on the same aspect here that uh, we would not want Chris Ballard to be fired if he does not get a quarterback in the first (laughs) round of this year's draft. But um, yeah, Cody, what would your reaction be uh, if, the Colts, if Ballard did not go with a quarterback in the first round, what would your reaction be?
1: Uh, yeah, and it would really depend on free agency for me, with the Colts did in free agency. If they didn't address anything in free agency, um, I might be a little bit more like, I don't understand why you didn't, you know. And depending on how the rest of the draft played out, you know, say you get a quarterback in the second round, I bet I'm more okay with that. I think that it would just be foolish to not address it in the first two rounds at least. Um, but, it, you know, if it's some, if it's a situation you find, man, where all the quarterbacks really that, that you believe in are gone and you go and take, you know, like a Javon Kinlaw or one of those players at 13 or you trade back and you get some more picks and you take another player, you know, I wouldn't be opposed to that either. It really depends how the draft falls. But if there is a quarterback up there, you know, Justin Herbert, Jordan Love, one of those guys, um, I think I'd be a little bit more upset. Um, I obviously wouldn't want the Colts to fire him. I think... I would kind of be somewhere in between indifferent and upset, Uh, but I would definitely would say not say fire him because I mean, this is the first off season Chris Ballard's ever had where there's no possibility that Andrew Luck um, is just starting quarterback week one. So uh, I'm going to give the guy a little bit of slack give the guy, a little bit of grace. He's been through a lot, Um, but yeah, I think I would be find myself somewhere in between there, but again, it all depends on how the dominoes fall for me.
0: All right. Yep. And I agree with you there. Uh, I honestly would be okay with whoever he picks to be honest with you. Uh, I'm kind of getting more and more to the point where I want a quarterback in that first round, uh, for multiple reasons. But, um, again, I just, you know, I'm, I'm kind of just sitting back and just enjoying the draft process. So I'm not going to get too angry about it. So, all right, that's it for our topics for today. Uh, just a couple quick, uh, trade things going on before we leave you guys with this. So uh, we obviously all have heard the uh, reports that AJ Bouye is going to be going to the Broncos instead and leaving the Jacksonville Jaguars for a fourth round pick. That's really good to know that Bouye is going to be out of the division that helps the Colts for certain and the next season for sure. And then obviously we're hearing the reports that, uh, Jimmy Graham is expected to not come back to the Packers at the end of the season. Uh, could that possibly be another tight end uh, option for the Colts? We might ha- just have that uh, as a discussion for later weeks, but uh, that's it for this week's podcast. Cody, did you have any closing remarks before we head out?
1: Just one more breaking news. I don't know if you saw it, Derek. Um, this is a guy that I said, maybe the Colts should look at trading for um, it was a, uh, uh, Trey Turner from the Charger uh, from the Panthers. He actually just yeah. got traded to the Chargers. Yeah, um, he got traded for Russell Okung, which I think is interesting. Um, so offensive for offensive linemen there. Um, but, you know, he's a guy that's been to the Pro Bowl a lot um, and, and he's only 26. Um, and that certainly could be a good move for the Chargers moving forward. I know they've had a lot of offensive line issues. Um, so, um, that's a guy off the board that I thought the Colts could potentially be interested in, but you know, it comes down, man, to that draft capital. And I think, um, the Colts probably wouldn't have anybody that the chargers or the Panthers, I should say, um, would want as far as, you know, trade value. Like they don't have a Russell Okung they can just trade. Um, so it makes sense. And, uh, that's just another guy off the board, but no, that's all I got, man. So gotcha.
0: All right. Well, thanks again, guys. We hope you enjoyed this one Uh, again. Thank you so much for getting us closer to a thousand subscribers here on YouTube. We greatly appreciate it. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and we appreciate your guys' support. And as always, guys, go Colts.